rise and shine. Rise and shine, chop chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine, it's a beautiful day. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, world record holder for the most live trout swallowed whole in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> this week, how many was that? This week, we're talking about the Three. Hollywood records. <laughs> Well, the whole trout in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Three in a row. Today, we're talking about the Hollywood writer's strike. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at the idea of striking and if it's a biblical response, something that Christians can do. Mm. Uh, simplified, is it a sin to strike? Um, we're going to get deep into it. It's not an easy yes or no. It's all right. We're not just going to say, hey, you're terrible. Uh, <laughs> but first, <laughs> we've got a few stories today in Rise and Shine Nerds News. This is RSNN. Let's talk about space tourists. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Virgin Galactic has successfully flied tourists to space for the first time. Uh, an anonymous reader quotes a report from The Guardian, Virgin Galactic's VSS Unity, the reusable rocket-powered space plane carrying the company's first crew of tourists to space, successfully launched and landed on Thursday of last week. The mission, known as Galactic O2, took off shortly after 11 a.m. Eastern from Spaceport America in New Mexico. Uh, aboard the spacecraft were six individuals total, the space plane's commander and former NASA astronaut C.J. Strucko and pilot Kelly Latimer, as well as Beth Moses, Virgin Galactic's chief astronaut instructor who trained the crew before the flight. The spacecraft also carried three private passengers, including the health and wellness coach Keisha Shahaf, 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 and her six, her 18-year-old daughter, Anastasia Myers, uh, both of whom are Antiguan. Antiguan? I don't know what that means. They're from Antigua. Uh, Galactic O2 is a suborbital flight. However, despite VSS Unity not reaching orbit, the trajectory allows passengers to experience several minutes of weightlessness at an altitude high enough for them to see the Earth's curvature. That's really cool. Space.com explains, uh, following liftoff, Virgin Galactic's carrier plane VMS Eve transported VSS Unity to an altitude of about 44,300 feet. Eve then dropped Unity, which then fired its own rocket motor and ascended it to suborbital space. Passengers aboard experienced approximately three Gs. Live footage inside the spacecraft showed the passengers unstrapping themselves from their seats and peering out down to Earth 
through the windows as they floated throughout the spacecraft. Despite Galactic 2 being Virgin Galactic's second commercial spaceflight mission, it is the first flight to carry private customers. In June, Galactic 01 carried three crew members from the Italian Air Force and the National Research Council of Italy. According to Virgin Galactic, the company has already booked a backlog of about 800 customers, mm -hmm. which if mm -hmm. you're just going three at a time, is going to take forever. Mm -hmm. Tickets have ranged from $250,000 to $450,000. Galactico 3, the company's third commercial space flight, is planned for September. So if you're doing these once a month, three people at a time, backlog is already at 800 ticket is up to $450,000, they're going to be making bank on this. Do you get to I don't know how much prepay? I think you'd have to. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, that ticket... If you buy it now, it's a lot cheaper than if you wait and buy it in <laughs> yeah. five years <laughs> you <can laughs> when you get it. to go. Scout the ticket. <laughs> so how oh, is this? Get there. Is I don't this... have my ticket. Do you have the QR code on your phone? Oh. <laughs> is this the same thing that like the Dude Perfect guys did? Uh, it's similar. They didn't go to suborbital space. They go, it's lower than that. Okay. It's enough that they can float a little bit. But I don't think that they are they were high enough to like see the curvature of the earth like from space, like with dark sky. Well, know, I remember space. them floating around and stuff. They did, yeah. I mean, you could do that in an airplane. I mean, yeah. the okay go video. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> this is a bit different. <clears throat> Higher. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but yeah, okay, so this Trishan just said a thing that was my my thought. He says, I'm guessing space flight is safer than going on a submarine. Uh, my thought, that my note that I have here is I know it's compl <laughs> a completely different thing. But with what happened to that Titanic submarine a couple months ago, mm. all of these experience things are very le less appealing to me. Oh, yeah. I'm terrified now of yeah. ever getting on anything of that nature and something going wrong and exploding and collapsing it on itself. That's terrifying. Well, I mean that was it uh, when we were in high school, maybe junior high. What what was that um, flight to space? And the teacher won the award and was gonna get to go, and then they like they had an oh, accident and it all. Was that Discovery? Oh, I thought it was like uh, start with a. Columbia. Oh, it's Columbia. You're right. Columbia. Yeah. Space Shuttle Columbia disintegrated as it re-entered the atmosphere on February 1st. Yeah, and it had a teacher on it. I remember oh, there was like man. a guest with them. <laughs> so it's like you win this awesome thing and you think it's going to be cool and then that costs you your life. So it's kind of like, do you want to do that? It had a teacher with them? I thought so. Like, I thought I remembered that it was some, uh... I don't see... She's saying the Challenger? Is that what you're looking at? Is it the Challenger that we're thinking of? Maybe. Maybe this so is That was different. Columbia. Challenger happened in 1986. Oh, okay. Teacher, uh... Oh, wait, no. Is that it? 
Oh, there was a teacher, but she was also a payload specialist. (laughs) It says here. Teacher in space project uh, and subsequent civilian shuttle space flights canceled. So, yeah, she's a she was an American teacher and astronaut from Concord, New Hampshire, who was killed in the space shuttle Challenger mission. Uh, She was serving as a payload specialist. But I guess that was part of that program, Teacher in Space Project. Yeah. Man. So it's yeah, like... so that's that. There's that image, that classic image, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, so that kind of stuff is, is so scary. Yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah, you know, experience and having fun and doing all that is good, but... If that's the cost. The chance, the, yeah. I the, mean, the, the same, the, so, you so can argue, tra- yeah. you know, you have more of a chance of dying in a car wreck. You have more of a chance of doing Oh, yeah, with airplane, flying, too. Like airplane fly, crash, even flying. yeah. Flying, you have, you have more, you have a better chance of dying <laughs> in a car than you do in a plane. But, uh, I use the car, in a car to go to work. I'm not, like, using that space flight right. <laughs> as part of something <laughs> I need to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Let's move on to AI meal planning. This is interesting. So there's a supermarket AI meal planner app that uh, is suggesting recipes that would create chlorine gas. Oh. (laughs) This goes from theguardian.com. A New Zealand supermarket experimenting with using AI to generate meal plans has seen its app produce some unusual dishes, recommending customers recipes for deadly chlorine gas, poison bread sandwiches, and mosquito-repellent roast potatoes. (laughs) The app, created by supermarket chain Pack and Save, was advertised as a way for customers to creatively use up leftovers during the cost-of-living crisis. It asks users to enter various ingredients in their homes and auto-generates a meal plan or recipe along with cheery commentary. It initially drew attention on social media for some unappealing recipes, including an Oreo vegetable stir fry. (laughs) When customers began experimenting with entering a wider range of household shopping list items in the app, however, it began to make even less appealing recommendations. One recipe it dubbed aromatic water mix would create chlorine gas. The bot recommends the recipe as the perfect non-alcoholic beverage to quench your thirst and refresh your senses. Serve chilled and enjoy the refreshing fragrance, it says, but it does not note that inhaling chlorine gas can cause lung damage and death. New Zealand political commentator uh, Liam uh, here posted the recipe to Twitter, prompting other New Zealanders to experiment and share their results to social media recommendations, including a bleach fresh breath mocktail, (laughs) ant poison and glue sandwiches, Bleach infused rice surprise and methanol bli- methanol bliss, a kind of turpentine flavored French toast. Oh, uh, Tropic Turtle <laughs> wrote down exactly what my brain did. My brain, what a good I what. <laughs> <laughs> I was like literally gearing up to tell you, I hate meal planning. This This is great. (laughs) No. In a statement, a spokesperson for the supermarket said that they would keep fine tuning our controls of the bot to ensure it would be safe and useful. They noted that the bot should not, uh, should only be used by people over the age of 18 and that the recipes are not reviewed by a human being. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
not appealing. Yeah, you're right. I, I, this is, you know, I think of all of them, I'd try the Oreo vegetable stir fry. Course, <laughs> I just think that's hilarious that they didn't have a safeguard in place of like, okay, well, only you can't add things items. that aren't food. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see what's in my cupboard. A turpentine flavored French toast. Oh, gosh. That's dang funny. All right. <laughs> Lastly, let's talk about Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney Plus is following Netflix lead and will crack down on password sharing. Uh, on an earnings call Wednesday afternoon, Disney CEO Bob Iger announced the price is increasing for Disney Plus and Hulu. The ad-free plans for each service will go up over 25% next year. And uh, that's not the only measure the company is planning to take to drive profit for Disney Plus. In news we saw first on IGN, the streamer will follow in Netflix footsteps. Disney will start cracking down on password sharing in 2024. Netflix's own efforts from the, from earlier this year brought the streaming service 6 million new subscribers. So it's not a surprise to see Disney Plus copying the move. <laughs> uh, Iger said on the earnings call, we are actively exploring ways to address account sharing and the best options for paying subscribers to share their accounts with families and friends. Um, later this year, we will begin to update our subscriber agreements with additional terms and our sharing policies, and we will roll out tactics to drive monetization in 2024. Uh, CEO called it a priority, but also stated that he doesn't know if it will meaningly contribute to growth because to that point, Netflix has been an established streaming service since 2007. Disney Plus launched in 2019. Mm-hmm. Disney service doesn't have even close to the same number of subscribers as Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't have much to gain. But hey, maybe Disney Plus is applying this tactic in order to gain more profit that they will use to pay striking writers and actors. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Bold from Disney was losing a ton of money already. Yeah, Disney Plus is hemorrhaging dollars. And that's kind of, this is kind of what I was saying is I honestly wonder how much longer streaming services are going to last. Mm-hmm. Not only are price hikes bringing us back to like cable plan pricing mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. but at the same time, most streaming services aren't making any money. In fact, they're losing so much money. Mm-hmm. Almost every single streaming service is just bleeding money mm-hmm. and so it's a bad situation for all involved we're yeah. not happy paying it's right. i mean the, 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 this disney plus hulu peacock mm-hmm. netflix all of them have raised their prices right max raises prices and they're all getting rid of content at the same time Mm-hmm. Like, well, not as many people watch this show. We're going to just take it off. You can't. Nobody can watch it now. No, you can't watch it ever. Uh, it's it, it's getting. Mm, I mean, cable cable prices were what? Between 15 and $150, depending on the packages you were using. So you want. They could be like 200 they to could, 300 Yeah, that was for sports people, I guess. But for us, without the sports, <laughs> it would have been lower. I don't mean, you never had cable. That's true. But it's the sports packages that usually drive it up. Hmm. That's what Mo told me anyway. It's like the only reason that we pay X amount of dollars, they still have cables because they want to watch sports because it's not on streaming anywhere. Um, but anyway, we're already getting to, if you want two streaming services, you're close to 50 bucks. Right. And most people want, at least three or four of them mm-hmm. so they can watch all of their shows whenever they want. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So we're really going to have to get to the point where, like, eh, you know, you can have Paramount Plus for this month. <laughs> and then next month, we're moving to a different one. So we can all watch those. So binge everything you can now. We won't be back to Paramount oh. Plus for another six months. So you think people will be just, like, rotating through? I think I'd have to, right? It'd be extra work. Yeah. I but mean, I'm guessing you lose all your... Yeah, stuff. It'd be extra work. Well, no, you can pause plans. Most of them, anyway, have a you know pause your subscription, come back to it. Hmm. And even if you cancel a subscription, your account details still stay there. And so when you log back in, you can just restart where you were. It'll keep it'll keep all your stuff at least for a time, I think. Because we've we've canceled a couple things before. We canceled Hulu because we were getting it for free. We're getting it for free. We canceled Hulu. And then we came back because we were given it for free again from Verizon. And all my it was all details, there. same email, same everything, all okay. still there. And just like, all right, here we are now. So, uh, I mean, that's really the only way I can think of, uh, aside from just being a pirate and watching all your stuff <laughs> from pirate websites, which nobody does. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody I know does. Nobody does that. Uh, <laughs> wrong. Nobody does it. Nobody watches Strange New Worlds, not on Paramount Plus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's sustainable. But I also don't know what would be next. Right. You know? I don't see them going back. I don't see us going back to DVDs. No. Mm-hmm. I don't see us going back to cable as it was before. Mm-hmm. But this isn't working. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We're going to go ahead and stop right there and take our first break. I didn't see it. It was behind the microphone. But when we come back, Matt and I will share some stuff we've got on our minds. (laughs) Hey, fam. This is Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Vandom 180. On LTN Radio. So in my bubble of professional nerding, I've watched a lot of anime over the last few years. Um, I've read a lot of manga. I've I've invested in some pretty deep things. I think Clone Wars and Rebels was one of the biggest deep dives of, you know, like seven seasons of TV and three more. And, you know, those are, there's some things that you just look at and you say, man, that's a big commitment. I can't imagine investing that commitment so i don't want to make it and that's for years i told friends i don't want to watch clone wars because it's just too big and but that's nothing compared to one piece um the anime slash manga that's been going on for a whole lifetime and i never wanted to touch it because it was just so big Currently, uh, One Piece is sitting at 1,069 episodes uh, for a total of about 22,984 minutes, which is 383 hours or roughly 16 to 17 days. Um, And in that capacity, I never wanted to touch it because it was just so stinking big. But I've had a lot of friends who have pushed it, a lot of friends who have recommended it, and uh, my oldest daughter wanted to try it out. And... I just got a whim one day and I was like, you know what? I know I can't really see spending all this time watching this, but let's give it a shot. And for me, honestly, 
And I know it's going to sound weird coming from a pastor, but I also don't like spending a ton of time focused on heaven and eternity. And it's kind of the same reason, because I can't mentally fathom and comprehend eternity in that big of a scale of something never ending that it gives me anxiety. And so, like, when I think about that, I'm like, "Eh, yeah, let's cool. I like Jesus. Let's focus on that. And I think that was the thing, you know, we started one piece and when I think about how long it's going to take, it is a lot, but then I actually just enjoy the characters and I enjoy hearing voices that I love. And there's a verse that says something that really kind of calms me and gives me focus and hope. John 17, three says, and this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. We don't have to know and be able to accept the full breadth of the story as long as we know who we're focused on. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. Our morning show is a mix of nerdy news, LTN commentary, some goofy banter, and a focus topic each week. But with four new episodes a week, we know some of our listeners can't catch it all. That's why we have our Friday show, Rise and Shine Weekly, a collection of just the main focus topic content. Catch it on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app every Friday. Now it's time, uh, the time of the week where Deidre and I bring up something that's been on our chests that likely has little to do with anything else we've been talking about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deidre, you're up first. Okay. I just thought I'd share with you guys what I did on my break. You know? Yeah. What you did. Uh, uh, so first, I painted my entire house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gone on a staff retreat. Uh, in I'm Texas. Talking. This is my thing. Is you don't have thing. any lines. Just nod. <laughs> Take a, do you see how I'm bigger on the screen? <laughs> yes. Sorry. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Please. Please take your spotlight. Enjoy it. In, in five nights, I took everything off the walls, filled in the millions of holes from the nails, and your face. Painted all the walls. <laughs> Put everything back on the walls. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had a week off of work because Matt went on his retreat, which I shushed him about. <laughs> and uh, thought, you know, I, this is a nice relaxing week with the kids. What should I do? Hmm, I should stay up till 2 a.m. every night painting. <laughs> Should do one of the most stressful projects yes. anybody can do. It was exhausting, but I love the way my house looks now. So it does look good. Yes. It felt like walking into another Airbnb though when I came home. Yeah. Like this does not feel like my house. Yeah. I think I'm just now used to it. <laughs> like every morning walking into the kitchen, I'm like, I don't feel like yeah. I'm home. <laughs> what is happening here? It was a yeah, it was a big change. We had like dark darker brown. And went to a light gray, mm-hmm. grayish blue. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was one thing. Uh, the other thing is I got my homework done for you guys. I've totally phoned it in. But I uh, had talked to you guys about right. a Father's Day gift that I gave Matt. And then an entire year went by before I finished it. And <laughs> literally, literally just put a little put a little pin in it and hung a picture from it just from like a little pin and i'm like there you go <laughs> like it was initially supposed to just have like uh, this was already low effort it was just supposed to have like a a clip clip yeah connect you know super hot glued onto the thing get, and <laughs> she's like, like well i'll just get this tiny little pin I from a pin this, cushion yeah. and Boom. There you go. Picture. Done. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, I could have done that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but it's done. Now I got to hang it up in my office. But yeah. yeah. Now the work's done. on you. Now it's on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to. Oh, that's funny. Every now and then ask you. Did you hang that up yeah, yet? Yeah. I know where to hang it up. I just haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know how to fix that. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> well, I think it will take me two years. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I did most recently uh, was almost watch through the entire Twilight Saga again. <laughs> so I'm usually working at night before <laughs> bed. Uh-huh. And I just come out and I just think, oh, what's she watching? Because she's been watching like New Girl. Lately, I'm I like, I love it. New Girl. I and come out and like, what is it? Oh, uh, <laughs> vomit. I don't know why I like them so much. I don't know either. But I don't know why anyone likes watched them. Through them. Yeah. I think it's because I read the books and I really enjoyed them. Why'd you do that? I read the books before I watched any of the movies. Blech. And uh, <laughs> I ended up reading the books because it was when we had like old phones. I think we were in Albuquerque, like it was that long ago. And I was too far away for lunch to uh, go home and eat. And so I was like stuck at work. But I hated oh, it. That's right. I'm sitting here thinking, I don't remember you reading these at home. Yeah. No, I read them on my phone. There was like an app for free with the Twilight books on them. And read so them on your old crappy phone? I read them, yeah. I read them on my phone. Wow. <laughs> and they were free. And, uh, yeah. I remember you went to see Breaking Dawn with my mom. The second one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. That's weird to remember now because all of a sudden. I, I had read the books, but your mom hadn't. And mm. so I knew how it ends. And can I, like, am I allowed to... It's old. Uh, yeah. It's old and no one likes it. Go ahead. Spoiler. It's Spoiler like, alert. If you haven't seen this, the second you know, movie the or book big, of Twilight. Yeah. They they get in this war with, with everybody and, and all the characters, all the main characters that you love are dying <laughs> and getting killed <laughs> off. And his mom is like in the movie theater. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Jacob. <laughs> 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 I 
so funny. Oh, gosh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and I know how it is. It's like really the, the lady that oh. can see the future, like showing this guy what could happen, what's going to happen if he makes this choice. Oh, man. And they're not really dying, but she didn't know that. <laughs> that's freaking funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's dang funny. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. My turn? Yeah. Okay. So my thing is a thing to complain about. Oh. Uh, Okay. Some of you may have heard this by now. But there is a new trend on TikTok. Uh Uh-oh. That for some unfathomable reason is making these creators a heck ton of money it's called being a human npc non-playable character from a video game uh-huh. and an NPC, npcs in video games are known for having a you know, limited role right right they do the same three or four different movements say uh-huh. the same three or four different lines uh-huh They'll react sometimes, like if you swing at them or whatever, and like, hey, don't do that, you know, you know stuff like that. <laughs> like, thank you for this. You uh-huh. know, they do the same movements, and then they're right. all, they're always kind of moving, right? Kind of moving. <laughs> <laughs> and so people are going live on TikTok, just doing that to do this. <laughs> And on TikTok, you can, like, there's the the live thing is weird to, like, you, to gift money. You're giving, like, different emojis, like roses or gifts and things like that. And this is okay. how you're making money. It's kind of like bits on Twitch, you know, the mm-hmm. little, little, you know, pennies at a time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're just they're standing in front of their, their phone for hours going like this. Going, Thank you for the heart. Thank you for the heart. Thank you for the heart. You know, it's repeating all these things and the, every little action or whatever that the people in the chat do, which there are hundreds and thousands of people watching for some reason, <laughs> doing, they'll react or they'll do the thing. And they're like, lightning. <laughs> you know, it's weird, weird, tiny movements. They're all the same and they make no sense, but they're like video games. And wow. I have never been sadder. <laughs> <laughs> to be a human being than watching these, watching these people just doing this at all, watching how many people are paying attention to these and doing it and seeing that they can be making, some of them are making $3,000 an hour Oh my gosh. doing this. This is like, this is kind of like um, people who perform on the street. Kinda, except way worse <laughs> and kind of creepy. <laughs> and I don't like it. Wow. Ne- I didn't think about it that way. That does make a little bit more sense and, and it humanizes them a bit to me. But still, <laughs> you didn't paint yourself silver. You don't really have a, you can't really <laughs> pretend to be a robot. You're just, <laughs> you're in your kitchen hovering. <laughs> Just wiggle, slight wiggle, like a video game. 
<clears throat> Frost says, I thought about adding a camera to my robot vacuum for TikTok Live. That would be freaking fun. I'd watch that. <laughs> Just watch your robot. You are the I, the iRobot vacuum. <laughs> Day in the life of a robot vacuum. But the, if once you have that cats, re- that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> once that report came out, <laughs> once that report came out about people are making like three thousand dollars or whatever, well, well now exploded. Oh, and surprise, so when surprise. you're when you're scrolling on TikTok, <laughs> every now and then it throws. A live video that's going on right now in in with the rotation, hoping that you'll move over to the live section. Every single one of them is Mm -hmm. these now. Mm -hmm. I never get anything else. (laughs) It's not, no one's playing video games. No one's cooking meals. No one's talking about politics or faith or whatever. Every single live video I see is just, thank you for the rose. Thank you for the rose. Thank you for the rose. Stop it. You're embarrassing humanity. <laughs> you know that feeling you get when you're with someone that you, you know, a friend of yours or a family member in mm-hmm. public and they are making a fool of themselves and you have that like secondhand shame that you're not doing anything, but it's just that you're connected to this person. There's like, oh, mm, this hurts. And I'm embarrassed <laughs> to be here. I'm feeling that for all of humanity, all of humanity right now. Oh, gosh. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that was my rant. Wow. Uh, Let's take one more break. When we get back, we're diving into our main topic, the writer's strike. And is striking biblical? We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for a host of amazing articles and a whole network of nerdy podcasts. And follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lovethynerd, where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more amazing interactive content. Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show. If you are familiar with the This Week in Nerd History shorts that we play on our show, and and on LTN Radio, you might not know that every Monday on LoveThyNerd.com, we also have a companion. Companion. My brain's a champion, and I'm like, I oh, know that's not. <laughs> Early morning is just I not hate your, this. your best time. <laughs> I have anxiety you do? from reading out loud to people. <laughs> I don't know why. Probably school. Uh-huh. All right. We also have a companion article with even more nerdy facts about each item in the history list. Check it out and learn something new about some of your favorite fandoms. Chumbanyom. <laughs> article. What is that word? <laughs> like champion or champagne? There's My no brain H. was saying, I know, and I'm like. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I have a new compignon. I'm scream- uh, like I'm reading ahead and screaming at my brain <laughs> saying, what is it? What is it? Say the word. You know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> what is the word? Oh, man. This week, we're taking a look at the writer's strike. Now, we kind of actually talked the strike to death. So today, we want to take a broader discussion from a Christian perspective and ask the question, is it a sin to strike? Now, I don't ask this question lightly, and I know that there's a lot of nuance, but that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. So when searching for opinions online, I have found varying opinions. I'm sure. Uh, But it seems largely to be a matter of why and how. Mm -hmm. Uh, So before I share other opinions, I want to um, know what your answer to that question would have been just off the cuff. If I asked you, do you think it's a sin to go on strike? What would you say? First, I'd want to know what type of strike. If it's, um, you know, me going on strike because I didn't get my way or me going on strike because I don't believe in what they're doing. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if it's I'm just pouting, so I'm gonna go on strike. You know, but I want it. But is that a sin? <laughs> you know, I don't. Uh, is that biblically wrong? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I would have probably said it's not necessarily a sin, um, but probably just not a great method. Yeah, like uh, I feel like if you're if you're striking against something that you know is wrong biblically, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, if it's, I need more money in my job, I don't, I don't see that as a biblical issue. Issue. Yeah. Yeah. I think my mind conflates strikes and protests. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe and, I'm thinking. And I think those are similar but different. Yeah. Yeah. Strikes usually seek change within an industry. Protests usually seek change within a society, you know, at large. And so protests often get overly emotional and they'll drag everybody else into those emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where things can get dangerous. It can lead to like violence, riots, damage, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's stuff that I think we got to back away from. Uh, but let's let's read what some other people had to say. Uh, John John T. Langley, John T. Langley, uh, wrote an article about a transportation strike in the UK a year ago, and he said this. Uh, he said, "In a world where money is power, the most workers have precious little of both. The natural way of things is for people at the bottom of worldly hierarchies to be taken advantage of." When economic times are hard, those at the top tend to try and shift the burden onto those at the bottom even more. This is not an ideological analysis, but a biblical one. Humanity is sinful. Powerful people, fallen as they are, tend to build pyramids and often on the back of poor and weak majorities. The prophets knew this, and we Christians know there is a better way, an upside-down kingdom where the last will be first and the least of these become the yardstick by which our morality is measured. But we cannot make people righteous. We cannot force conversions or expect the justified to become fully sanctified in everything they do. We would be foolish to rely on human righteousness to prevent injustice, and we rarely do. 
We have police and a legal system because we know instinctively that sometimes we must constrain people's actions. Their hearts cannot be counted on. We also know that any one of us has little hope of successfully opposing a powerful person that seeks to profit unjustly from our work and refuses to share when we are in need. This is why we stand together. We march, we pray, we take Jesus's promise that when we forsake our individualism, he is with us. There is a broader lesson in addition to the spiritual. This is what unions do. This is all that strike action is. Strikes may not be a spiritual coming together, but they are a human one, seeking to provide a balance by weight of numbers to the power of the privileged few. That's an interesting perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a key is that if Christians were to strike, if a Christian was to strike, they must still maintain a level of respect for the authority over us. Um, that would include bosses. Like we always talk about one of the things that always gets brought up whenever there's uh, a president that we don't like in power. It's like, well, we still should be praying for the president. Right. <laughs> you know, we can't. It's like, well, they're the enemy. So mm-hmm. heaps of coal on them <laughs> and uh, nothing else. <laughs> I th- you know, it's got to include authority over us has got to include our bosses, mm. right? Um, whether they're good or bad bosses, they're still an authority over us. God has given them authority over us on this earth. Mm-hmm. And there has to be a level of how we treat them. It's got to be high. You know, it's got to be just like we would treat our, you know, it, it, we're supposed to love our enemies, right? So even if your boss is your right. enemy, you're supposed to love them. <laughs> Um, and so insults, uh, violence, riots, I think those have no place in a Christian heart right? and therefore shouldn't have any place in a Christian who is on a strike. Uh, most of the articles that I read on this topic brought up, uh, first Peter two, 17 through 24. So I'm going to read that real quick. Okay. Uh, It says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust, for this is a gracious thing, when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if you do good and suffer for it, you endure. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. So this is uh, the, the... earlier verses of that are speaking about slate. Well, I guess it all is about slaves and masters, Mm -hmm. which to be clear is much different than how we think of slaves today. These were servants who were either sentenced to serve like by a, a, a court, a judge or voluntarily went to serve to pay back a debt. Mm-hmm. to usually that person that they're in service to. Right. So in many ways, these are employees. Uh, they're, they're servants more along the lines of what you see in Downton Abbey than they are, you know, early America. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I think this show, uh, this shows that acting in defiance of an employer should be cautioned against, uh, cause it says, you know, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if a strike must be done, I do also think that this is saying it must be done in kindness and respect to authority. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you, do you get anything? What are your thoughts out of that? I would agree with that. And what this verse I think does for me is just puts it in all in perspective of, you know, when it starts talking about Christ suffering because he did nothing wrong and mm-hmm. he suffered, you know, kind of as we go through life and get into all the woe is me's kind of thing, thinking, you know, understanding that there's more, like it's not just about this life is significant to me. Yeah. I, it, I still don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel, I I don't feel like there's anything morally wrong with a, you know, quiet strike, I guess. A, a, a non-violent uh, non, There we go. I'm like, what, what do you call it? A calm? calm. <laughs> peaceful. Truly peaceful. Peaceful, yeah. yeah. Fiery, but mostly peaceful protest. Yeah, yeah, not that kind of, not that kind of strike. <laughs> like legit <laughs> peaceful. Legit, no fires. Um, yeah, because I mean, even, even though it says you know, be subject to your masters with all respect. I don't think you don't want to stick up for yourself. Yeah. Or for everybody. Right. Cause it's usually, if you know, if it's a strike, it's not usually a one person. Yeah. strike. Yeah. You've seen a couple of those and they're pretty sad. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's usually, I a, went on strike the other day. Yeah. No <laughs> I'll strike right now. Uh, there's, there's usually, it's usually something that has been needed to be addressed for a long time. Right. It's usually mm-hmm. something that uh, seems apparent to everybody is mishandled, mm-hmm. mishandling the situation and refusal to change. And it is affecting usually a large group of people uh, unjustly. And that's usually how strikes start. And I don't find that. I don't find participating in one of those. Uh, I don't see how that would be sinful unless you yourself are going beyond that into a insulting, violent or whatever mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then that would be an individual. If you are protesting, you're, you're, you're a part of a strike participating in a strike uh, respectfully and other people go cause bigger problems. Right. I don't think that's on you. As right. long as you're not a part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The issue with Christianity, and part of that is kind of hinted at here, is that we kind of have a different mindset in that we're we're expecting discomfort, right? As 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 Christians here, we're we're supposed to expect to not have our best life here. Mm-hmm. We know we're going to be taken advantage of at times. We know uh, we're going to be hated at times. We know 
that our faith is going to put us at a disadvantage in this world pretty much always. And so you have to find a line between do I respectfully accept what is happening here as future glory, mm. you know, suffer this now knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, first for last, last will be first kind of thing in the end. And then I think there's a line where, okay, this is an injustice mm-hmm. and now I should speak up on behalf of not myself, but others. And so I think it really just comes down to like what you said earlier, is it a matter of selfishness or not? Yeah. Is it me mm-hmm. or is it us? Right. If you not striking is detrimental to everybody else uh, for a cause that is a just cause, mm-hmm. I don't see you striking being a problem. If you're striking simply for your own personal gain or if whatever kind of um, protest that you have, whether that be... Uh, just phoning it in at work or whatever until you get your raise or whatever like that. Right. That I feel is the wrong mindset. Right. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of that going on right now too with Mm -hmm. the quiet quitting and the acting your wage kind of thing. There's a fine line between actually doing what you were paid for and phoning it in. Right. Mm -hmm. And saying that you're doing what you're getting paid for until you get a raise. You have to make that balance of if what you're doing is right and respectful and if what you're doing is detrimental and selfish. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to be able to make that call. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where the gray area comes in in this. Uh, in any case, I don't, think, I don't think it's sinful per se, just the action. I don't think you right. could call the act of striking sinful. Right. I don't think it's a black and white issue. I think it's a gray issue mm-hmm. determined by... The how and the why. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of sin is your mindset on it mm-hmm. as well. You know, I mean, the whole "you shall have no other gods before me." You know, that's not just a "don't bow down to physical <laughs> idols." Like bail. You know, we're <laughs> like, you know, naturally Christians talk about today's equivalent to gods that we put before mm-hmm. our God, you know, your phone. Things things that we worship and devote our time to. Yes. That, yeah. Which social media. Fandoms can become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can be so devoted to a, a fandom thing that you like on this planet that you put that well before God. Yeah. And that's a danger too, yeah. <laughs> the, the classic is, you know... Yeah, you don't go to church that Sunday because the big football game's on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard that my Goodness whole life. Gracious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I just, I also, you know, I, I feel like our version of suffering in America, I, I, I don't like the comparison to, to how Christ suffered. Mm, exactly. You know, I, me not getting paid as much is not equivalent and we should not think that is equivalent 
you know, and so a lot of, a lot of times, you know, Christians say, well, we're supposed to suffer, you know, we're suffering, but I, I think that verse is talking about to be <laughs> suffering for are. Christ, not, yeah. not suffering in your own world, suffering for Christ. Right. That's completely yeah. different. And so, well, like when I talked, talked about that earlier, I'm thinking of like, um, laws or whatever in this country that right. that might go against our biblical standard or you know the again the the woke ideology kind of mm-hmm. idea that was brought up earlier uh yesterday you know these kind of things are are going to happen and they're going to become mainstream mm-hmm. and w- we're going to be put by the wayside in mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of portions of society yeah. that is something that's going to happen. It, we were told it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And at what point, how far do you go to fight it? I guess is the point. How, where do you fight it and where do you accept it? Mm-hmm. And then just try and be, you know, loving to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, battling a government, battling a sector of society, and starting a war of ideology or battling for hearts and minds individually. Right. And, and we do our fighting through love Mm -hmm. and through showing them the love of Christ Mm -hmm. and being there for them and being the love of Christ to them long before they come to Christ. There's something to say though about suffering and, uh, you know, look at China Mm. And how fast Christianity grows under the threat of death, mm-hmm. and you know maybe that's what that's what that means. You know, you're going to be suffering for for some reason. Christianity spreads more to those who suffer, mm-hmm. those who <clears throat> feel they need God and need Christ. <laughs> we just recently learned from uh, a guest at our church that India right now is going through a bit of a religious upheaval Mm -hmm. as they have elected a leader there that is very um, Hindu Hinduism only Mm -hmm. in India. And he said, it's very likely that this leader will be elected for life because that's what a lot of Hindus, a lot of Indians want. Uh, And so Christians are kind of being exiled from the country Right. It's like you you better get in now. Right. As a missionary because they're right. going to close their borders to you. I'm interested to see how Christianity will still explode in mm-hmm. India in the coming years mm-hmm. when it becomes illegal. <laughs> right, right. That seems to yeah. be how it's I mean from the moment <laughs> it happened like, you know, during Christ being on earth, it was upheaval, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he died and came back, it was upheaval, and all the apostles had to secretly spread it. Yeah. It's just kind of amazing. So, to wrap it back to <laughs> striking, which we got a little bit away from, uh, that wasn't your fault. <laughs> I'll blame you. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a Christian, 
should you participate in a demonstration like this, it is still your responsibility to exemplify Christ mm-hmm. and to be loving and to be respectful and to show love not only for the fellow people that are striking alongside you, but also for the people that are against you, whether it just be someone that doesn't agree with the strike or the people that you are striking against. The goal is never to be in conflict. The goal is to build bridges, at least for a Christian. Hmm. And so I think often that's going to mean some compromising, but it's also going to just mean, you know, being a good person <laughs> being the person <laughs> being the person God is building you into and relying not on uh, the emotions of your heart uh, to lead you astray, but to what you know to be true, relying mm-hmm. on that. <clears throat> yeah. So again, no black and white answer. And there rarely is when we ask that big question, is mm-hmm. this in the drink? Is this in to get a tattoo? All these things. <laughs> Rarely, we've we've done this in different podcasts and shows throughout the years. We every now and then will have a big "Is it a sin for the X or whatever this is?" Mm-hmm. And almost always, it's a big gray area, mm-hmm. and it comes down to the individual. It comes down to certain situations. It comes down to whys and hows, and uh, it is up to us to walk that line. Mm-hmm. So. Good luck to you. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow here on YouTube, on LTN Radio, and on our podcast feed, you can catch Rise and Shine Weekly, our recap of just our focus topic for the week, all in one episode. Uh, But for today, we are out of coffee, so we got to get going. But before we go, let's get out our verse of the day. Uh, Today's verse is Acts 17, 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. And with that, our Thursday show is coming to a close. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine Nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LTN Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash discord, simply go to channels and roles and click on the Rise and Shine Nerds channel to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds. <laughs>